Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. Has survived 19 cancellations, two assassination attempts, and a pretty good ribbon by those South Park guys. And Sherry. I'm seeing you as a Jessica Chastain type with a touch of Emma Stone, but with hats. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, welcome to another Bob and Sherry show. And I cannot, I cannot stand it. I have to share with the world. I have found a new show to watch and it's so, so, so good. You know, I'm always looking for something that Kevin and I can watch together. And by Kevin and I watching it together means I watch it and Kevin takes a little nap and then pretends he knows exactly what's going on when he wakes up 45 minutes later. So this right. show, this show is called. But as a husband, by the way, that still counts. <laughs> That, that still counts count, as yeah. watching. Oh, I'll yeah, take you it. Get credit. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. It's called The English, and it's a Western, and it's on Amazon streaming, Amazon Prime. It stars Emily Blunt. She plays this British woman who's journeyed to America to kill the man who killed her son. She's just here for bloody vengeance, the end. Now, so it's a musical. The, it's a comedy. So the guy yeah, that right. killed her son is mm-hmm. in the Powder River region of Wyoming. And she has taken a steamship from London and it docked in New Orleans. And she has to get from New Orleans to this part of Wyoming. There are, I mean, this is the wild, unsettled West. Um, right along the way, she meets a guy named Sergeant Eli Whip. And he's played by the actor Cheske Spencer, who you, if you saw the Twilight movies, Jessica Spencer played Sam in, um, in all of those movies. He was on like the, he was one of the, the wolves. Okay. So like if you're, if you're a Twilight person, you know what that means. And if you're not a Twilight person, let me congratulate on you on all the good life choices you have clearly made by not knowing what the heck we're talking about. Anywho, he is a Pawnee scout who signed up with the United States Army and he's done his time. He's a sergeant. He has the respect of his men, even though like they absolutely, the other soldiers, man, they hate Native Americans. They hate the Indian. They killed them for sport. It's awful. He has the respect of his men, but he's done his time in the army and he decides that he's going to head to Nebraska and take advantage of the Homestead Act and get himself some land. He's, his family has been wiped out. He is alone when he meets this English woman who is on the precipice of being murdered by this skanky, scuzzy, Western hotel keeper businessman. I think Max has a clip. I've lived here my whole life. I've seen hell and the made Sergeant Whip. So long, Sergeant. Just you remember, in there you've been one of us. But out here, you're one of them. Not your fight. Don't pick it. It was like magic. Only 
this afternoon, you were tied up there. I was lying down over there. Both about to get killed, and yet here we are. And it's everyone else that's dead. Someone kill my child. And now I'm gonna kill him. Will you help me? So listen, listen. I have to listen. I love the it's name intense. Eli Whip, by the way. That's a that's a hell Sergeant of a name. Whip. Yeah. It's an intense show, but it has its like surprisingly light moments. Like mm-hmm. at the time that this is taking the, the moment in time this is set, astrology is all the rage in Europe. And mm-hmm. so Emily Blunt's character and this Pawnee scout are traveling. It's like two months ride on horseback to get from Kansas to this part of Wyoming. And they're traveling together. And at night, you know, they're under the stars and the, the, the Western landscapes, the cinematography, the beauty of this show, like you could just watch it with the sound off and drool. But she's trying to explain to him that she's a Scorpio and what that means. And she's like, it's all the rage in London. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. And she's trying to talk to him about his astrological sign. And he's like, and he thinks what? it sounds like it's nutty. Yeah. But it's so beautifully filmed and the actors are amazing. And it's, it's just so good. So good. I think have you, you would. Have you seen, have you seen, I think uh, you would like it. Uh, 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 is it uh, episodic? Yeah. Or? Yeah. But it's not, it's not one of these, like, I think it's a maximum of six. Six, episodes okay. or seven mm-hmm. this isn't going to be like game of thrones where there are 40 episodes a year for a decade and you, can, yeah, you feel right. like you can never catch up um right, right this is this is something you can manage and it is so 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 good and i'm probably not going to watch it does she at the end does she kill the uh, guy who killed her son go ahead and tell me <laughs> i don't know because i'm not at the end yet oh, okay. i wouldn't spoil it if i was but we're uh, we're going to watch I, episode kind of, three tonight. I'm, it's, I'm interested. I'm, yeah, she, I would watch that. It's she's an so interesting amazing. premise. She's so amazing in everything she does. Just watch it for her. I agree. Yeah, she's beautiful. And, and when you see the chemistry between these two actors, oh my God, it's, oh, it's so good. All right, so coming up, we got morons in the news. We have comedian Jeff Sheen. And we have the truth about Thanksgiving that they did not teach us in school. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say my life is all about my cat and of course sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware and a cookbook the bob and sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season even if it's you yeah they're crazy but they're a lot of fun just hit shop at bob and sherry.com Happy Hour, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It's time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates, little stories from around the United States and the planet that you may have missed. Boy, it was just horrific what happened to Jay Leno. And Jay is, uh, through his uh, manager, giving some of the details 
Uh, he does not have a, a show business manager per se. He's he does his own bookings, which is so unusual, and he's done it like that. You know, he'll just call up a casino and say, "Hey, I'm open uh, for a week, and uh, what do you think?" And they and they book him and they agree to a price. But he's had the same business manager for a good part of his career. Do you know how old she is? I, his business manager. His yeah, his business manager. She is ninety years old. <laughs> what? That's yeah. amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So here are the details on this this terrible accident. Uh, we're getting more uh, every day. Uh, he told TMZ that he was working on his 1907 white steam car in his garage. I guess most people know uh, Jay Leno's garage. You know, it's the TV show. It, it is reputedly the most expensive collection of automobiles on the planet. I don't know if it's 100% true, but we think that that's how many he has and how valuable they are. I don't know what the 1907 white steam car is, but uh, he was fixing a clogged fuel line. There was a fuel leak and gasoline sprayed on his face and hands. Almost simultaneously, a spark triggered an explosion. Well, I don't know where that came from. uh, Setting the comedian on fire, literally on fire. Jay's friend Dave was there and quickly put out the fire and rescued the talk show host. Jay has third degree burns and may need a skin graft, but uh, as bad as that is, and it's pretty bad, I guess it could have been worse. And thank God he's uh, he's still alive. Jay Leno is now, I think, 70 years old. I was surprised that he was working on the car himself. I thought, you know, maybe he just collected them, walked through the uh garage every once in a while fired one up and that was it but uh, he knows his stuff and uh, godspeed for uh, for recovery mariah carey may be the queen of christmas to many but she cannot officially call herself that the u.s trademark trial and appeals board denied her attempt to trademark the term queen of christmas as well as the rights to princess christmas and Christmas Princess, Darlene Love, who did that great song and it was on uh, David Letterman's show every Christmas, Christmas, it's the uh, previously called uh, the Queen of Christmas, she was previously, says the term should be for everyone, and not her, Agreed. and not Mariah Carey. I agree, too. King Charles III is blocking Prince Andrew and Prince Harry from being his official stand-ins. The new king has removed his son and his brother from holding the official role in the event Charles cannot perform a duty. Instead, he asked Parliament to approve siblings Princess Anne and Prince Edward to step into that role. The request was read in Parliament and is on the fast track to to passing. Prince Edward, I don't know a thing about him, except he's the brother of the king. I mean, this is this I guy not so below the radar? He was allowed to fly below the radar. You know, he had a career like a, in the theater. He did? Um, yeah, because he was never going to. He was so far down the, the succession order that he could live his life. His mm-hmm. wife, Countess Sophie, was the big confidant of the queen. That's who he's married oh. to. Sophie oh. Wessex, that's who he's married okay. to. But I thought I read that. Prince Charles did not bounce Harry as a counselor of state, but you're um, saying that, that he did. Yes, it's it's already wow. been uh, read in Parliament, so that's evidently where they're going. We are getting our first eyeful of Magic Mike's Last Dance, 
That's the name of the movie, and it's spicy. Selma Hayek's character lures Channing Tatum into going to London to create a male review show unlike any other. And along the way, the two show some wicked chemistry. Magic Mike's Last Dance hits theaters on Valentine's Day, and I just am getting the feeling that when we look at Magic Mike's Last Dance 25 years from now, it's going to be a cheese fest. <laughs> could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm just getting that feeling. And I got nothing against my wife's fantasy man, Channing Tatum. But I don't know. He's lured the into going to sounds... London to create a male review. Yeah. I mean, unlike any other. I mean, how? Unlike any other, yeah. It's 2022. Yeah. You're going to have to go some to surprise me. Yeah, that's exactly right. And finally, Len Goodman is hanging up his dancing shoes. I think he did once. They pushed him up and people wanted him to come back. He is uh, leaving Dancing with the Stars and uh, saying, no, that's it. No more for me. I always liked him. I always liked him. I did too. Yeah. All right, we got morons in the news next. It's Bob and Sherry. Here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. The craziest. Moronic. Asinine. With morons in the news. So there is a housing development, and it's a big one in South Florida, not far from Miami. And four people who run the HOA were just arrested there. The four people are Monica Gillardi, who's 52 years old, uh, Margili Gallego, who is, I'm not sure how old that person is, uh, also um, Jose Gonzalez, and another board member, Miriam Rogers. She is 76 years old. So they run the HOA for a development called The Hammocks. The Hammocks is a very big HOA. 6,500 units. 6,500 units. These four people raised the HOA fees 400% in the last six months. And people are going crazy. Wow. 400%. 400%. We can't afford that. So let's say it was 200. Do the math. I mean, it's a lot of money. Well, they raised it because they were stealing money. They were stealing millions oh. of dollars and splitting it amongst themselves. One of those people got $2 million and put it into five different shell companies that he had. Millions and millions of dollars. And uh, they have been arrested. They are in jail right now or looking at bond. I don't know how you can uh, think to yourself that you're going to get away with raising something 400% while you're stealing money at the same time. Their lawyer said, hey, there hadn't been a raise in the HOA fees in several years. They're just catching up. No, they're not. They're stealing people's money. They're stealing it. And some of these people felt they had to move out. So the bad guys have been fingered, and it looks like they're going to be doing some time. Wow. Good, they should. They yeah. should. Um, today's, more, <clears throat> today's moron of the day is a 37-year-old Brazilian woman who was looking very forward to celebrating her one-year anniversary with the life-size rag doll she married. Um, his name is Marcelo, but a friend saw the life-size ragdoll named Marcelo sneaking into a motel with another woman, and now our bride is utterly heartbroken. We have the pictures, and they must be seen to be believed. They got married in uh, December of last year, 
there were 250 guests at the wedding. And yeah, there are pictures of the two of them cutting the cake. And the face of this doll is like something out of all of your nightmares, I promise you. Not long after the wedding, they welcomed um, a beautiful baby rag doll, Marcelino, into the world in a home birth. But you know, as so often happens, the fairy tale ended up not being able to go the distance. And our devastated bride said that she found out from a friend that her husband Marcelo was caught entering a motel with another woman. And she said, I thought she was lying. But then I looked through his phone and I saw the conversations. It was an ugly, ugly argument. I nearly kicked him out, but I'd like to keep our family together for the sake of the children. Um, um, hang, can you hang on a second? Because yeah. I'm filling yeah. out I, a, a form to leave this country and live in New Zealand. Um, I'm going to show what, what, you. What is wrong with this? What is wrong? I'm going to show. What is. It's impossible to say, Bob. It is impossible to say what is wrong with us. But when I show you. And, and you can go see this on our um, Facebook. Look at the face of the rag doll that she's Oh, very exotic looking hey, Bob, when you say what's wrong with us, nothing wrong with me. I'm not the us in this, okay? She, she's still part of yeah, our yeah, country. I, 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 she's still I'm a part of it. our oh, country. Nope. No, she's not. She's Brazilian. She's a part of our oh. species. Oh, okay. So this did not take place in America? I know that. I know you were expecting Florida, but no, she's a Brazilian woman. Um, mostly I'm sharing this story because I need you to see the picture of the two of them at their wedding and with their baby and having a picnic. (sighs) Aliens, if you're listening, that'll be up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. You know what? I feel feel better about my life. I feel better about my life. I have never spent a Saturday at a wedding where somebody married a ragdoll. I've never thrown away that day of my life. Now you're making me feel bad because what I would not give to spend a Saturday at a wedding where someone's marrying a life-size rag doll. You were Max, so weird. I'd be your you date. You want to be my plus oh, one? Yeah, date. I'd be your so plus much. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, comedian Jeff Sheen coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott, Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate Happy Hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. When you thought things were maybe going to turn for Kevin Spacey, the news is all bad. Um, He's going to be charged with seven more sexual offenses. Three of indecent assault, three of sexual assault, and one of causing a person to engage without their consent. 
So mm. he's going to he's he's scheduled to be on trial in the UK next June for five counts. And he did plead guilty, not guilty to all five of those counts this past summer when he was in the news. But now the Crown prosecution has said, yep, we got seven more charges we're going to lay on him. So this is, if you remember last month, we talked about Kevin Spacey because it looked like it kind of went his way. A jury in New York agreed with him in that $40 million civil lawsuit that was fired by, filed by Anthony Rapp. The, mm-hmm. the jury took Kevin Spacey's side and said he wasn't liable. So, you know, it was that. And you thought, well, maybe, maybe Kevin Spacey's going to make the turn and somehow be able to rehabilitate himself. But I don't know, man. Seven more charges? What do you think? Yeah, do you can can you tell from what you're reading there are seven more charges? Does that mean seven more people, individual people, or perhaps there are multiple charges from I don't know a couple of people? It's impossible. It's impossible to can't tell. Like the current charges that he's on, he's going to trial for in June involve the um, alleged assault, sexual assault of three men. So that was already on the docket for June, and then these are. Um, seven additional charges. I don't know if that means there are additional victims. They they didn't say. Max, did you see anything no, that it's not, made it, that clear? It, it's not specific. It just says that it's seven more sexual offenses, but it doesn't say how many people it is. It's such a shame that he got himself into that situation. The guy is such a gifted actor. I mean, seriously, I think he was considered one of the greatest actors of our time. And now, you know, I love L.A. Confidential. Wasn't he one of the cops in that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Well, and, and now I'll, I'll see it on Netflix, and I thought, oh, I haven't seen that in a while, and I like so and so, and I go, I just don't know if I can watch him. Not, not everyone um, has tossed him out. Like in January, yeah. this coming January, he's going to receive yeah. a lifetime achievement award from Italy's National Museum of Cinema. So you know, he's there are some places he can go where he's not in disgrace. But I don't know, seven, that makes 12 charges that'll be up on him when he goes to court in June. That's going to be hard is, to have a, it's so, have a comeback. I, I don't think he can do it. I don't think he, Mac, I don't either. No. Max, Doc, uh-uh. I don't think he can. No. It's interesting how some, some countries, um, like France comes to mind, and I don't hate the French. I like the French. Um, but Roman Polanski, when he was accused of raping the 14 year old girl, you know, he said, I'm getting out of here, left the United States and took up residence in France where he was celebrated. And now, you know, they're celebrating Kevin Spacey in Italy. But even in Hollywood, I think we've all noticed that they are much quicker to forgive some heinous behavior, not Harvey Weinstein but some heinous behavior by certain people because they're such gifted actors and they've worked with him or they admired him and they say, you know, everybody makes a mistake. Whereas the rest of the country says, "Mm -mm, nope, nope. nope." I don't think Kevin Spacey will be one of those guys Hollywood forgives. I mean, they edit him. What was that movie? They just cut him right out of it. They took him out. About the Getty Getty kidnapping. Oh, yeah. The whole whole Oh, I can't remember. They reshot yeah. his role. That was the main role of the movie. Christopher Plummer played. Uh, yep. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's switch up gears. We have a really funny comic coming up for you next. His name is Jeff Sheen. This is Bob and Sherry.
From sleep training to sex tips, if you have questions, I have answers. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Each week on the show, we dig into relevant topics related to everything parenting, marriage, current events, and mental health. You'll feel like you're in the room and part of the conversation. So please join me and get your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Listen to the Parentologist Podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. Bob and Sherry with the People's Movie Critic, Lamar. You know, it had a little balcony and kids would get up the balcony and they'd get the candy and they'd throw it. At the price of candy today, if I'm a theater guy, I hope they're throwing it. Throw it! Hey, Lamar, for $8 a bag, I eat the M&M's and then I eat the bag. I'm not throwing (laughs) it. I tried to burp up the taste a couple of times. I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you think us Baptists don't speak to each other in the liquor store, you should have seen us avoiding each other last night. I love Bill Murray. I mean, for me, Bill Murray's like bacon. And who doesn't like bacon, okay? I mean, they're both comforting, they trigger wonderful memories, and they both make you feel really, really good. Unless you're a vegan. And let's be honest, the only thing that brings joy to a vegan is to be able to tell other people they're vegan. Okay, that's that's it. Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandSherry.com. Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Jeff Sheen. <laughs> Hello. All right. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it. <laughs> I, um, my dad asked if I was gay. Um, when I was younger, I remember I walked into the living room and he just went, you gay? <laughs> I went, no. And he went, oh. Well, then what is it? <laughs> it's a hard question to answer. What's, I'm just not alpha, I guess, you know? I'm not, I'm not alpha male. I'm beta. I'm, I'm second tier. Which is fine, right? Like, there's a lot of beta males now. Right? <laughs> Right? There's so many betas. We could form an army. An army of betas? We'd be unstoppable. If we could only find a leader. I don't know who would lead an army of beta men. It'd probably just be a strong woman, to be honest. <laughs> just one strong woman, like, come on, little boys. And be like, yes, mama. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not alpha, you know. Just, I play video games. I'm a gamer. <laughs> I know I gotta stop because I'm in my mid 30s, man. I can't, I can't keep getting. You know, every night I log online and have fun with another dude's kids, like a weird stepdad. <laughs> I'm just in the chat, like, hey, I know I'm not your father, but I'm proud of you, boys. 
There's gonna be a whole generation of adults like, yeah, my dad wasn't around, but Doomslayer 687 was there. <laughs> Guy was there every night. Yeah, I played a lot of games growing up because I grew up an only child. I don't know if anybody here grew up an only, but yeah, it's not a family, right? <laughs> it's just three people. My parents would be like, we're a family. Like, we're a death away from a partnership. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't a family at all. I'd be hanging out with friends and be like, I gotta go home, it's family dinner night. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have pork chops with a married couple. <laughs> Enjoy your family meal. I'm gonna be a third wheel again. <laughs> Just every night, this weird third wheel. Because everything for families is also designed for even numbers. Every activity, we went to a theme park once. All three of us went to a theme park and we got on a ride and I sat next to my mom and my dad sat behind us with another boy from an odd-numbered family <laughs> just spilled into our family. So the whole ride, I just listened to a boy have fun with my dad. <laughs> Yeah. It was a nightmare. It was the whole ride. And I remember at the end, we bought the photo. <laughs> that kid was on my fridge for years. Just every time I got a glass of Sunny D, there he was having a nice time. I hate it. You gotta have more than one. You can't have one. One kid, we get weird. We get so weird. <laughs> You're very neurotic, right? Because you got no siblings to punch the weird out of you. So you're just strange. I used, to, uh, I used to whisper repeat. I used to actually say everything twice. And the second time was a whisper to confirm that I had said anything. That's how neurotic I was. I'd be like, bears are scary. Bears are scary. <laughs> I was pale with red hair. It was a ginger that whispered things, which, that's a demon. That is a demon boy. Nobody wants to hang out with the demon kid. Just like, hey, can I spend the night at your house? Can I spend the night at your house? They'd be like, no, what are you? A monster? I'm like, I'm a little boy. A little boy. I eventually stopped. Uh, not because I grew out of it, but because my mom made fun of me till I quit. Yeah, no therapy, just straight ridicule. Yeah, that's how poor people fix their weird kids. Just like, can we afford a therapist? No, I'm gonna make fun of it till it stops. This thing's creeping me out. <laughs> like, why, mommy? Why, mommy? <laughs> All right, you guys have been great. Thank you very much. He's funny, but I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that I could be his friend. He's just so weird. <laughs> and he, he's kind of strange looking, too, with that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I could. Maybe I could. Uh, Can you imagine the hilariousness, though, of a kid that whisper repeated everything he said? I, I, know. Would, I would I would have the kid over once in a while if I were the adult. I would say to my kids, have him over. I just want to watch this kid for a while. 
Thank you, Mr. Lacey. Thank you, Mr. Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Jeff Sheen's set at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to BobandSherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. If you weren't with us a few minutes ago, we were featuring comedian Jeff Sheen and everyone needs a laugh. And he tells this story about what a weird little kid he was. And I know you've had a kid like this come to your house to visit one of your kids. Listen to this. I used to, uh, I used to whisper repeat. I used to actually say everything twice. And the second time was a whisper to confirm that I had said anything. That's how neurotic I was. I'd be like, bears are scary. Bears are scary. (laughs) I was pale with red hair. It was a ginger that whispered things, which, (laughs) that's a demon. That is a demon boy. Nobody wants to hang out with the demon kid. Just like, hey, can I spend the night at your house? Can I spend the night at your house? (laughs) They'd be like, no, what are you? A monster? I'm like, I'm a little boy. (laughs) I eventually stopped, uh, not because I grew out of it, but because my mom made fun of me till I quit. (laughs) Yeah, no therapy, just straight ridicule. Yeah, that's how poor people fix their weird kids. Just like, can we afford a therapist? No? I'm gonna make fun of it till it stops. <laughs> this thing's creeping me out. Like, Why, mommy? Why, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are <laughs> You know, that must have been some sort of a tick, wasn't it? That, that he just had at that, at that moment and obviously broke himself up. I knew a grown, I knew an adult, a grown woman who would not repeat what she said. She would repeat what you said. Oh, so I you do might, too. Do you know people like that? So you oh might say God, something like, yes. you might say something like, and that was just the wildest thing the dog ever did. Just the wildest thing the dog ever did. <laughs> like it was just yes. really crazy. I, I, I knew one when, when somebody would say something and it, it was, when I say mildly humorous, I mean just barely. This is not a guffaw. If somebody would said, and I felt like, I, you know, talking to him, it felt like I stubbed my toe. Oh, you felt like it stubbed your toe. And yeah. she would laugh. No, no, matter, yeah. no matter how lame the line was, she would be a, a part of the conversation by repeating whatever the lame line was. The lame line was never hers. It was somebody else's. And I would wait for it. And it drove me out of my mind. When um, Olivia was, my firstborn was so social as a child. Like, you know, she's at preschool inviting not just other kids to our house, but like teachers and and the school custodians. Loved, 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 loved going to someone else's house, loved bringing someone over. So she was always saying, mommy, can can my friend so-and-so come? So I'm like, of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we have a play date. Um, one day with a, a child that she goes to preschool with. They're like five. So they're, you know, they're not babies, but they're right. five. 
this child came into our house with enormous round eyes. She never blinked and she would not speak, not a single <laughs> word. And you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with kids. Yeah. I could not, I could not break this child. So um, we'll say her name was Meredith, right? She'd be like, Meredith, um, it's time for a snack. Would you like to have some goldfish or would you like to have some gogurt? Look straight at you. No facial expression, no blinking, no head nod. Would you, you can have both or would you like to have an apple? Straight, no blinking, no facial expression, not even a head knob. Olivia, honey, what do you think your friend would like as a snack? And Olivia would whisper in the child's ear. The child would whisper back in Olivia's ear. The kid would turn back to me, not blinking, no facial expression. And Olivia would say, she likes Gogurt. Oh, my God. This kid was in our house for an entire afternoon. Never said a word. In front of was was adult. the child just uncomfortable being away from either uh, her teacher or her parents? That's the only Probably. those are the only people. She, yeah, that's what I think it is. Probably because I I picked up once um, a niece, and she was uh, she was at uh, like preschool, and her mom couldn't uh, couldn't pick her up. So I said, you know, I I can do it. We, you know, we were you and I were together, and we were done by uh, two or three in the afternoon. So I, you know went by and picked her up. She sat in the car as I drove her home and looked straight ahead. And I'm doing the, you know, the uncle sort of thing. You're well, Uncle Bob. Are, yeah. You're not I'm even Uncle a stranger. Bob. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I said, Do you have a good day? Nothing. Straight ahead. Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday Adams sort of blank uh, look. And that went on for uh, really a couple of years. Uh, she got married not long ago. So this is quite a long time ago. And uh, I, I ran into her somewhere and she was very effusive and, oh, it's Uncle Bob. I haven't seen you in how many years? Blah, blah, blah. So they, they grow out of it. But it was freaky. It's crazy when it's a, a kid and you don't know the kid. You don't know the kid's parents. And the kid is yeah. looking at you like, I can see your soul. And it's <laughs> yeah, lacking. Right. It's just yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, All right. Coming up. You think you know what there is to know about Thanksgiving, right? You're like, oh, the first Thanksgiving, you know, the pilgrims and the Native Americans. That's a dirty lie. The real American first Thanksgiving is something we don't talk about because there's a dark side to it. So, you know, I'm excited. It's coming up. It's Bob and Cherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. This is technically a TV commercial for Belvedere Vodka, but I think what it actually is, other than a huge paycheck for Daniel Craig, it's Daniel Craig saying goodbye to James Bond 007 forever. We're about to post this up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. We're going to give you the long version of it because it's so worth the watch. It opens with Daniel Craig standing all in white. Because, you know, he, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's the end of, of him playing James Bond. So it's like, is he in heaven, right? And then he jumps into a Rolls Royce. And when he emerges, he's dressed like a leather boy from a New York club in the 90s. And Daniel Craig can he dances through a Paris hotel. He twerks. 
he moonwalks. I mean, it's just incredible. What did he you think, He jumps in a very, very shallow pool, and he's dancing in the uh, shallow part of the pool. Then he turns around, and he's in uh, a T-shirt that's black with black pants. And then all of a sudden, he's in a T-shirt that's white with white pants. And he's, I mean, he's really, really committing to the dancing in this Belvedere uh, commercial. You know what? I When I saw it as a guy, and by the way, he's ripped. He really is. And th- he's not a spring chicken. How old do you think he is? Daniel Craig. He's in his 50s. I, th- yeah, I would say, yeah, probably mid, mid-50s. Yeah, mid-52 to 55. Let me tell you what. I was looking at this, and this is what every straight woman wants in a man. Yes. He's totally yes. masculine, and yet he can dance like a Broadway performer when you get down. Now, now they're doing a lot of cuts. You know, so he probably, you know, was able to do it a little bit more easily than in one big take because there are scenes all over the place in this thing. But that is what every woman wants. A guy with a sense of humor who can dance, who's completely masculine. He's 54. He's 54? Yep. Yeah, he looks about 40. He is And yet he's very natural looking. You know, he's very natural looking at the same time. There's no, there's no artifice of Botox or anything in, in his face. You know what it reminded me of a little bit? It reminded me of like a 2022 um, tip of the hat to the Christopher Walken Fat Boy Slim music video. Where Christopher Walken dances through the hotel in Los Angeles. People didn't realize Christopher Walken knew how to dance. But he Just was like on broad, Broadway, yeah. a Broadway performer before he was a film actor. It's always um, so is... interesting and I think appealing to women when a really handsome guy can really dance and not feel foolish. Ain't nothing sexier. Yeah, I think that's probably the case. I can't wait for you guys to see this. I cannot wait. We're posting it right now up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. It's It's so good. It's Bob and Cherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Cherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect. Perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Happy Hour, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I think this story could only emanate out of New York State and possibly California. As I'm just going to read, this is from CBS News. As the state prepares for recreational pot sales, it drew up licensing rules that favor in-state applicants. Um, to promote social justice, New York is reserving 150 marijuana dispensary licenses 
for people negatively impacted by previous prohibitions on pot, such as somebody in the Bronx uh, uh, who was incarcerated. I'll just read his, his quote. I was 13 when I was incarcerated for marijuana. To see that today I'm going to possibly open a dispensary well, where I'll be selling weed legally is just, I never would imagine this, said Cos uh, Marte. Uh, however, a federal judge is putting up a roadblock. The feeling by some lawyers is the program is vulnerable. The bottom line is, if you were busted for pot and you spent time in jail, you are one of, there have 150 openings for you to be a dispensary owner. And that could be very lucrative in New York state, but now it's up in the air. And I read that and I thought to myself, many of us have a cousin who was just a great big pothead and didn't make anything out of himself. Right. He's just, he's just a pothead. But then all of a sudden out of the blue, like a star coming from the sky and landing in your lap, your pot-smoking, do-nothing cousin is now owning a dispensary and making thousands and thousands of dollars. If well, that have, ain't, um, if that's not a movie, I don't I know what say, is. <laughs> most of us, the cousin that you're talking about. Yeah. Won't last long in the selling business because he doesn't have enough sense to run a business. He'll do something. Well, that's stupid true. Or criminal. Maybe, but but the ones that straightened up. I mean, not all potheads that really didn't do anything with their lives are um, criminals. You know, some of them are just you know. Potheads. I'm just thinking of my. Since you brought up cousins, I'm just thinking yeah. of like some of my cousins, and I'm picturing them running. Any business, Bob, snow cones, um, sneaker sales, cannabis dispensary, the paperwork, the attention it's not to gonna detail. Happen. It's just not yeah. going to really, yeah. Oh, yeah. The happen. paperwork with one of those dispensaries, that's got to be really yeah. involved. And those are, ca- uh, those are unless they're going to change the laws in New York, those are 100% cash businesses. Okay. I want you to think of some of the cousins I've told you about. I mean, mm-hmm. these are... These are gentlemen that unraveled and ate their own sock off their foot. Okay. Yeah. Now, my sock eating cousin has been given a business that is 100% cash. He's, he's buying some socks under the table, I think. Let, let me know how long before we're in trouble with yeah, that. He's, yeah, he's skimming. He's other totally people's skinny. cousins might do better, but I'm just talking Well, about it, it has mine. to be other people's cousins. It has to be the cousin who was a nerdy well. He didn't, you know, he got into college, but he didn't really go to classes. And then he dropped out of college and then worked for his uncle for a while. But then he got fired. But then all of a sudden he turned, you know, he turns 30 and he says, wait a minute, I got to make some changes in my life. Uh, God, I was I was arrested for selling pot when I was 15. In high school, I was arrested. I've got, I, oh, there's a possibility that I could be an entrepreneur. Oh, I, I want to apply for that. That's the guy that may be able to pull it off. The guy that has an epiphany at a certain point in his life. And, you know, some people just get tired of being idiots and they change their lives. I, I mean, I know that's true. Um, I, I'm not, it's not a thing we do in my family, but I, you know, good luck to the rest of you guys with your families. I'm surprised that New York (laughs) waited this long to legalize it. Aren't you? 
I mean, when was the last time you walked down a street in New York, in Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan? You can't walk a block or two without smelling weed. I mean, it's just, well, they de- and, and the cops they, just, they decriminalized it. They know? decriminalized it. Last summer yeah. when my daughter went there for a school trip, college trip, mm-hmm. um, she sent me video and pictures of the cannabis ice cream truck that was jingling its way through the Brooklyn neighborhood where their Airbnb was. <laughs> And you know um, how what's does fun? that work? If it's not legal yet, is it? Uh, I guess it's legal enough because it's, you wouldn't it's legal have enough. you wouldn't have an ice cream truck with with cannabis on the side playing <laughs> reggae music and pulling up and selling to people on the street if it wasn't legal ish or legal enough. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you know the police have so much to deal with in New York. I guess they're going up. You want to go bust the guy who's, you know, Mr. Softy with weed? No. That's no, you got you got other things. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But 150 people on hold right now. And don't you know they want that business. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. Um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you and thank you for listening. Restless Shores is the story of a billion-dollar pharmaceutical company and the somewhat quirky family that runs it. Shenanigans ensue every week. For 15 bingeable minutes at a time, you can enjoy murder, corporate espionage, organized crime, master thieves, more clones than necessary, treasure, sabotage, kidnapping, torture, adultery, seduction, plastic surgery, psychic readings, explosions. Feeling restless for more on-the-go content? We know we are. Go to our website at www.restless-shores.com. You know you want to. Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. Facebook. 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 Follow Bob and Cherry on Facebook. Get all kinds of great stuff. One billion. That is how many active users Facebook now has. Facebook. 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 She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook, the electric friendship generator. There's this thing called Facebook. Facebook. Facebook page. We have five likes. You name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this, dot that, dot everything. It's the whole enchilada. Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter? Twitter. What are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me here. No one. Won't you follow us? On Twitter. So get social with Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Sherry on Instagram. When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying? Get details at BobandSherry.com. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, Okay. Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Ovesta, who can't because they don't have electricity. They spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddlywinks or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. You know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. 
And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me, let me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. <laughs> I think that's a fair point. <laughs> Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandCherry.com. Happy Hour, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. It is talk back time, and if you have a phone and you actually use it to, you know, talk, you can call us at 844-52-SHERI. That's 844-52-SHERI. Or if you only use your talking machine for texting, you can download the free Bob and Sherry app and Google Play in the Apple Store. You can text the show. You can listen to the show. You can listen to podcasts. And you can tap the little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the message will fly to us automatically. Hey, Bob and Sherry, Max and Doc. This is Rachel from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, I've called in a couple times. I'm the one that cleans at night military and medical buildings. Anyway, just caught the show where talking about why Bob is a baby and the Bobby is on board sign. Listen, I'm going to need you guys to carry that in the Bob and Sherry store um, because I'm going to need one on every vehicle I own. Love you guys. Thank you for keeping me awake at night and keeping me company. I am currently headed to have lunch with my child at school, and then I'm going to bed. You guys have a good day. You know, I just threw away that Bobby on board bumper sticker because I thought, you know, and that, you know, baby on board, Bobby on board, that kind of works, doesn't it? I had no idea this is going to be a money-making opportunity for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I would, if there was a bump, if there was a sticker that had your face with like a little bonnet on it, having a temper tantrum and it said Bobby on board, that'd be on my car today. I would completely do that. Yes. All right. All right. Let's get, let's get Heather cracking on that. See how much that costs to, uh, to send out there. Listen to the tone. It's not what I wanted to be when I grew up. I didn't want to be Bobby. I, I have my, only myself to blame. I have only agent. myself to blame buying into the character. I love that. Want it to be sexy? It's I a great it idea. Be- Let's get somebody else on it. I knew you were going to say that. That's just He's not, management. I'm, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not really man, a visionary management. I don't I want to be really management management. You know, that's well, you're like not, of- you're not about implementation. No, that is that's where right. visionary. You've never I'm a been. visionary. Yeah. yeah, you've you're always about the vision. You've never been right. about implementation. You haven't been about implementation since about third grade, I think. Isn't that yeah. where the wheels started coming off with implementation? No, no, no. The wheels started coming off actually, I think, in uh, sixth grade, uh, and setting me up for seventh grade in complete disaster in middle school. But uh, <laughs> that was that was when I, I actually had. You know, I was great in school. I, I, there are old po- um, report cards that my mother saved a couple of them anyway, and it. Yeah, there are A's and B's and everything was fine. I was not lighting fires. I was not, you know, pushing kids out of windows or doing something crazy. I was all right. You know, I found my uh, I found my fifth grade report card uh, uh last weekend when I was sorting through some stuff. And, you know, the grades were fine, but the teacher comments were hilarious. Um, The first quarter, the teacher said, Sherry is 
very fond of talking to her neighbors. So, <laughs> well, that was a nice way was, to put it. That was a nice yeah. way to put it. Um, by the second quarter, uh, we weren't so nice. Then it was Sherry does not know when to stop talking to her neighbors. <laughs> then it was the third quarter, and it was Sherry does very good work when she feels the work is something she should be doing which is a very polite way of saying I wasn't doing the assignments that I didn't think were necessary. <laughs> you know, all of that adds up, though, to what you do for a living now. It's right, right? on target. Like it's it's right on target. You're talking, look, you're talking to your neighbors, My our neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, and then you'll decide what you want to talk about, you know? Well, Nobody's and then telling I do- you. Yeah. I do the work that I think is important, and I don't important. do the work that I don't right. think is important. What do they want from us? These, these. You know what, what's great about those old report cards when you see them? A teacher had your number when you were like 10 and knew who Stress. you were going to be for the rest of your life. Teachers are freaking amazing. They just, they can see it. They have teacher eyes, and they can see it. You know, you I'm, still kinda, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of ticked off. I'm still kind of ticked off that when in what grade was it? I think it might have been seventh or eighth grade. We uh, had to stand up and tell the class, and I forget what class it was, exactly what we would like to be when we're adults. And you know, one guy was saying, "Well, I'm going to go to work for my uh, father's air conditioning company." Another guy said, "You know, I'm going to be a policeman." One guy said, uh, I want to, you know, be a musician. And Bob, Bobby, I would like to be an entertainer. And you and are. I, and I know, I didn't look at the teacher's face. It was a woman, a young woman. I just know she was looking like, oh, my God, this one. I don't know what's going to happen to this one. But here I am, right? Here I am. I, I mean, I, I wish I could go back in the time machine and say, Mrs. Carlson, um, that's what I, I did. I, did, did so-and-so become a policeman? <laughs> did so-and-so become a soldier? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But I did. I wonder if there's anyone out there that can look at teacher comments on a report card and say, this teacher, this teacher had me all wrong. I bet. Because I've never, I've never known anybody. Like when I look at my kids' teacher comments, those teachers mm-hmm. had them down. Totally. Sherry. I've never known anybody that got it wrong. Yeah, my teacher had me down. Does not know what is important to say or what is not important to say. <laughs> it's too bad you weren't sitting next to and, me because I would have been happy to hear it. I love talking to my neighbors, apparently. Apparently, failed to apply myself to my full potential. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. how we all ended up here, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry. At the Bob and Sherry Show, we love a good Catterday photo. And we want to post your kitty best friend on our Instagram. Just send us a photo of your furry friend or you and your furry friend, and you could see them on our socials. Plus, you could pick up some great swag, including a surprise catnip toy from Dr. Pussums and your very own Bob and Sherry photo frame. Just submit your pics to bobandsherry.com on the contest tab. Every day is Catterday from Dr. Pussums and Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Well, we've been talking on and off about this is the time of the year that some folks who are single 
are looking for a partner because it's cuddling season and it's also party season and you've got the, I don't know if they're going to have Christmas parties at offices anymore, businesses, but they might. And, you know, you don't want to show up alone, you know. Some folks don't have a problem with that, but a lot of folks want to, you know, show up. This is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend or, you know, whatever. So what are the big turnoffs on first dates? I'm going to run them down to try to help our single friends right now. Okay. Uh, this is uh, off of, I don't know, some website I found. Um, talking about ex-partners being rude to wait staff and having dirty fingernails are among the biggest turnoffs on a first date. Wearing bad shoes and talking about yourself in the third person also appeared in the top 50. Uh, okay, the can po- we, let's just stop right here. Let's just stop right yeah. here. Who does that? That should be, that should be the whole list. That, and turn off some first dates, talking about yourself in the third person. That should, that's the whole list. Right? Who, who does that? Who does that? Who does hey. that? And what would that even look like on a first date? Hey, uh, thanks for thanks for meeting me on this date here. Bobby wears uh, the shoes Bobby likes and doesn't care whether or not people like them. Well, that's Sherry, just the way Bobby is. Sherry doesn't usually agree to meet strangers, uh, but since this was a public place, Sherry thought she would come along and check you out. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Does that? You want you want to hear some? Listen, you talk about who does that. You want to hear some of the other turnoffs? Um. Three quarters of the adults said it, it would be the, the main reason they would uh, not have a follow-up date. And that would be body out odor, bad tempers, followed by lying, acting selfishly, and having bad breath. And yet um, all of the people who possess those somehow do end up with a mate. Am I wrong here? Because later. we've run yeah. into those people with the bad fingernails, the bad breath, the body odor, all of that stuff. And you go, well... They do have somebody, so... They've got somebody. I know. It just shows you that, you know, some people are just so desperate to be part of a couple that they'll put up with stuff. They'll put up with no sense of humor, eating disgustingly. Um, I already said that being rude to, to waiters. Smoking. This Listen to this one. Smelly feet. How are you showing up with, no, with in bare feet for a date? I, I, I mean, where does... Being sexist, uh, bad fake tan, (coughs) being obsessed with money, um, bad breath because of coffee, can't handle alcohol, dandruff, someone who looks at themselves in a mirror more than they look at you, and a horrible perfume slash aftershave. Those are the... um, Come on. Make an effort. All right. This person is going to meet you at the Applebee's. Make an effort. Brush your teeth. Don't Head and shoulders. Head, Head and, and shoulders. shoulders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby doesn't like to wash his hair more than twice a month. That's just the way Bobby is. <laughs> Another drink, please. Now. Now, miss. I need to drink right away. You know, so tell me about truth. yourself. You could have everything going on. Everything, everything in the world going on for you, including you share my enthusiasm for aliens. But if you talk about yourself in the third person, I'm out. I could not deal with that at all. I can't remember the last time somebody did that, but I know people do. 
That was that was a Seinfeld episode, a famous one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Jimmy, that's right. Jimmy doesn't like <laughs> I, this. <laughs> I don't remember that because I didn't watch a lot of Seinfeld. But just what kind of person? What what is inside your head? What is happening inside a person who refers to themselves in the third person like that? That's ins- that's like you're a psycho. That's insane. Who Un- does unless that? It- Unless it's it's funny. I mean, I'll do it once in a while on the show because, you know, it's funny. Bobby does not want to go to that Christmas party at all. But you're not going to be out on a first date saying, I'll tell you what, Bobby does not order fish on a Monday. Like, you're <laughs> right? not no, be I'm, doing that. I'm not. <laughs> Bob, Bobby has always had... English leather as his cologne, and Bobby is not changing. <laughs> so, um, where were you born? Oh no! <laughs> Come on, Bobby was effort. born. Bobby was born in Connecticut, right? <laughs> the nutmeg um, state. <laughs> that's right. All right, straight ahead. Everything you think you know about Thanksgiving is actually wrong, and there are two reasons for it. One is cannibalism, and the other is <laughs> President John F. Kennedy. And yeah, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna pull Thanksgiving, cannibalism, and JFK together in one unforgettable story. And it's next. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. The first Thanksgiving in America did not happen at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. It was not a feast of love and community between the pilgrims and the Native Americans. The reason you think that is a lie. You were taught that in elementary school. The real first Thanksgiving in America is a much darker story involving cannibalism, poverty, despair, massive loss of life, and the bias on the part of John F. Kennedy, president, toward Massachusetts, his birth state. So what is the real story of Thanksgiving in the United States? To understand that, you have to go all the way back to the early 1600s in the Jamestown colony and what was known as the Starving Time. The Jamestown colonists came to the New World on ships, and by the time they settled, there were food shortages. This was the winter of 1609. There were food shortages. They were besieged by the Powhatan Indian warriors who killed two out of every three colonists. They were struggling to come up with some sort of trade relationship with the tribes in Virginia. But a seven-year drought stressed food supplies for everybody in the area. Captain John Smith had a little bit of success trading some of the European goods for corn. But he was kind of a bully and it angered some of the tribal communities nearby. Finally, that winter, 1609, The colonists were starving. They were suffering from dysentery and typhoid. They were eating shoe leather and horses. When they ate all the horses, they ate dogs and cats and mice. They dug up corpses out of their graves. I mean, it was terrible. It was insane. It was the worst of the absolute worst. And the colony failed. In fact, In May of 1610, there were only 60 colonists still alive at James Fort. And they knew that they they weren't going to make it. So the colonists abandoned Jamestown and they set sail for England. 
but their path home was blocked by the ship holding the next governor of the colony who insisted they return home. And so it was nothing but tragedy until many years later, um, another group of English settlers led by a sea captain named John Woodleaf um, landed on the shores of the James River. And when they did, they got on their knees and they gave thanks to God for their safe ocean passage. No traditional meal, no celebration, nothing. Just so much gratitude because one of the people in that group was an experienced survivor of the winter of 1609, the Jamestown starving time. And they had spent a rough, rough couple of months on the wintry Atlantic. I mean, they were sick. There were storms. There was nothing but old moldy ship rations to eat. And so when they dropped to their knees and gave thanks to Almighty God, they were glad to be there. And every year after that, on that date, they did the same thing. They dropped to their knees and they gave thanks to be in the new world. Well, let's fast forward all the way up to 1962, when President John F. Kennedy issued the Thanksgiving proclamation and said Plymouth was the site of the first Thanksgiving. Well, historians reached out to the White House and said, excuse you, but the first Thanksgiving was in Virginia and it followed the starving time in in Jamestown. The first celebration of Thanksgiving on this soil was in Virginia way before the Puritans Hmm. and Plymouth Rock. Arthur Schlesinger Jr., who was JFK's historian and speechwriter, responded and said, quote, President Kennedy has asked me to reply, you are quite right, and I can only plead an unconquerable New England bias on the part of the White House staff. I can assure you that this error will not be repeated in the future, and it wasn't. Because the following year, just 17 days before his assassination, President Kennedy acknowledged that over three centuries ago, our forefathers and mothers in Virginia set aside a time of Thanksgiving. And then President George W. Bush in 2007 said, you know, um, the good folks in Berkeley Plantation in Virginia had Thanksgiving before the pilgrims had even left the port to come to the new world. Now, you can imagine this version of events is not very popular up north in New England. Right now, today, hundreds of people every first Sunday of November celebrate the Virginia Thanksgiving Festival. And the descendant of that survivor of the starving time says, damn straight, this is where it all began and we should get some credit. Did you know any of that, by the way? Because I never learned any of that in school. I I think it was more than just JFK pushing that. I think it was also fifth grade teachers who had to send out assignments around Thanksgiving. It's much easier for kids to make a turkey with a pilgrim hat than it is a starving person eating a rat, right? I mean, definitely for sure, yeah. (laughs) And the the pilgrims didn't even wear pilgrim hats. You're right. It's easier to make a turkey by tracing your hand than to show a starving colonist with dysentery digging (laughs) up a mouse. I completely agree. I got to be honest. I, in some cases, would rather eat a rat than a jello casserole smothered with mayo. Well, then you would have thrived in, in Jamestown. 
There was no Jello. There was no mayonnaise. Rats and cats. Yeah, you betcha. That's interesting. So there you go. Yeah. That's the real first. That's the real first Thanksgiving in the USA. We'll get that posted up on our Facebook. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to BobandSherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. Cleaning the oven is the most hated chore that people face in their house. And I agree with whatever this study was. The whole idea of cleaning the oven is just disgusting. Um, I was at a point when I was single, and I, I looked inside the oven and I'd already tried to clean it with that stuff, that easy off stuff. And that's really not a truthful name for cleaning an oven. Easy <laughs> no, it's off. not. It's a dirty it, lie. It's just not. I was very close to buying a new oven, which I didn't need. The oven operated, but I was just, I was going, I don't know what to do with this thing. I, I just, and that whole thing about, you know, um, uh, automatic cleaning, you know, where you lock it down. I've never found that to be 100% successful. Ironing is the second most disliked task. Well, I mean, since COVID, COVID, who irons? I don't iron. I love to iron. You like to iron. I I don't like it. I love to iron Um, because it's like zen and it's mindless and repetitive and you can listen to music or whatever. But at the end of it, you have you see progress so much yeah, of what we true. do in the modern world just feels like pointless busy work waiting to die but with ironing you can see the results god you're right there is so much pointless busy work just to get closer to death why don't we recognize <laughs> that anymore why, why don't we why don't we say you know all right um no, i shouldn't use i shouldn't use a couple's Enrichment weekend as an example. What can you just killing time? Because you know you got to fill the day somehow till you die, and so much of it is like, oh, let me, let me tap away at this email. Blah blah blah. Why do you listen to oh. the Bob and Sherry show? Well, they remind us we're just killing time till we die. I, mean, I think people appreciate that honestly. They like it's the honesty. He- it's a heads up. Yeah, that's right. And the third one that people hate is, is changing the bed. I agree with that too. Why is it so hard to put those fitted sheets on? You know, you put one corner on, then you try to get the other one on, and then the corner you already have on snaps at you. So now you got to go, especially if the bed's against the wall, God forbid, got to get on the bed, and you get that right, and then (sighs) make them a little bit bigger. Is that too much to ask? Buy them with the extra deep pocket, and then you don't have this problem. What is that? What is that? There, the you can buy your fitted sheets and they'll say like extra deep or something. That's, I think that's what they oh, call you it, can? extra deep. No, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Hey, speaking of, speaking of things like this, oh God. You know, I told you I got this new printer, you know, for the show. I'm looking at it right now next to my uh, broadcast When did you desk. get that? You got that like a couple About, of weeks uh, ago? A week and a half, two weeks ago, right. Okay. You so gotta, print- it'll probably keep working until maybe January and then it'll be time for a new one. No. 
No, it, it, it's, it's already gone. Madison was here uh, a few days ago, and I said to her privately, I said, okay, I printed five things, and then I went to print something else for the show, and uh, it didn't work. It, it sent me some sort of a message that it's not hooked up to the wireless or whatever. Could you fix that before you leave? And she said, yeah, I could do that. You know, mom is, I said, do not tell your mother. Do not tell your mother. And she said, Why? I said, you don't want to know. Well, her mother found out and she came. Oh, Madison. You, oh, is something wrong with the new printer that Bob bought and wouldn't let me set up for him? Oh, that's too bad. You know, Madison, there's three others that are in the garage that didn't work. And I, so here's what I did. I said, here's the deal. Just make it work. And you can pick a chore that I will do uh, with with no complaint. And her, I'm talking about my wife, her face lit up. But this is how devious she is. It's been several days, and she still hasn't picked a chore. I have no idea what's going to be over my head. It could be anything. And that's on purpose. She's letting you sweat. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's on purpose? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Have you met her? Yeah, that's on purpose. I already I already am doing the, the cat litter box. I do all of the garbage. I do the dishes, and I do the uh, outside lawn care and all of that. It's not much no, no, left. it's not going to be that. It's going to be one of her little projects, and you're going to find yourself out in the driveway stripping paint off of something with steel I wool don't want and chemicals. To do that. I don't want I know to you do don't, Pumpkin. I know. I hate you, but hey, I hate you. But listen, look at the bright side. You got to fill the days till you die somehow, right? Yeah. yeah so She's going to give you a little something to do. Yeah, a project from Hobby Lobby. <laughs> hey, you can upgrade your mixology game with Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes. If you'd like to win a class for you and a friend, just go to bobandsherry.com. That's B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And hit the contest tab. And hit the contest tab. And it's the perfect holiday gift. Vena's Fizz House Virtual Mixology Classes with Bob and Sherry. Oh, well, this is odd. How decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast, with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. Aren't you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with the Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com, or email us hello at bobandsherry.com. Or you can call us at 833-4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Sherry! I have never outgrown my childhood fascination with dinosaurs, and I'm so jealous of the people who live in South Dakota and Utah and parts of the American West where fossils are just everywhere. Um, not too long ago, the most complete T-Rex um, skull that has ever been found was dug up on private land in Harding County, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this, this is some folks' yard, okay? And this, mm-hmm. this T-Rex head, 
the the rest of the body is gone. Like time just swallowed up the rest of the T-Rex. But this particular T-Rex head is so incredibly detailed. You can not only see like the jaw, the teeth, the eye sockets, the way that the jaw hinges and moves, but the skull even has a couple of puncture marks in it, which tells you that at one point it got into a wicked good fight with another yeah. ferocious dinosaur. It right, is right. so huge and so detailed. It's going to be auctioned off by Sotheby's in December, and they think it could go for as much as $20 million. What kind of tech or oil or Russian oligarch money do you have that you could have the most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex head in the history of humanity? It is breathtaking. They named it Maximus uh, because it's all that after the Roman emperor and military commander Maximus. And it is it is so detailed that you would half expect it to fling its head back and roar at you. It's I'm, I'm always very thing. surprised that those things are on the auction block. I always thought that, you know, if a dinosaur head or, you know, bones from a dinosaur or whatever were discovered somewhere, that it would automatically go to the state or go to the federal government and it would go into a museum. And then I saw an article about, uh, I don't know who it was, some really rich person in Los Angeles and not in show business, but I can't remember what the person did. And they had one of these, they had one of these living rooms that it, it was like a Radisson hotel. You'd walk in and it looked like the lobby of a hotel, 25 foot ceilings, you know, uncomfortable couches where I guess guests, maybe when they had big parties would light and there was, in the corner of the room, nicely lit, a small dinosaur. And he was on, or she was on her back feet. And it was pretty much perfectly preserved. And I looked at it, and I went, well, somebody you know, did a, uh, a, a replica of it. And I read a little bit more. It was a real dinosaur. This person had so much money, they could buy the bones of a dinosaur. Now well, that is that is that's I'll money. Tell you what if I if I was invited to that house, I, I would first of all I would say this this is over the top. But the idea that this person has a dinosaur that would impress me. Oh, well, and the head, the head in a giant room like that, just put the head against the wall and light it. You got a T Rex head. It'd be pretty Holy cool. cow! What kind of person is so big a d bag? that he is not impressed by the world's most complete T-Rex skull. If I had the world's most complex T-Rex, just this unbelievable 76 million-year-old Tyrannosaurus Rex head in my living room, and you walked in and said, yeah, I mean, whatever, it's just some bones, I would shove you through the door and lock it behind you. Like, to, to have no sense of wonder, no, no connection. You have to, to be your, impressed. Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah. So here, here's the cool thing about South Dakota. It is considered the T-Rex capital of the world because really? some of the most complete and amazing T-Rex fossils that we have as a mm -hmm. civilization come from South Dakota. South, South Dakota. South Dakota is T-Rex ground zero. Not yep. Siberia. South Dakota. 
And this one, 76 million years old. Like our brains are not built to even imagine that span of time. Like our brains can barely take in that you have $20 million to spend on a dinosaur head, much less a 76 million year old dinosaur head. Just phenomenal. So shout out to all of our listeners in South Dakota. What a cool thing to be living in the T-Rex capital of the Uh world. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast called the Oddcast. Podcasting. Podcast. With stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Astrologer Charlie King joins us on the Oddcast. Your sign, Sherry, your Capricorn. This is almost like a time of pressured blossoming. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't... The Bob and Sherry Off-Air Podcast, the Oddcast. We got a big podcast to do here. Get it now on the free Bob and Sherry app, bobandsherry.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. We were talking about Madonna and how she is all over social media right now um, looking, I don't want to say looking strange, but just acting strange. And we were saying, all oh, the money that she's got. All right, she's in her 60s right now. You know, just go ahead and, you know, buy an island in Bali and uh, enjoy life. You know, have a uh, a boy toy dancer like you always have and just enjoy. And she just can't get off the stage. And it's kind of sad in a way. So I stopped on BuzzFeed and looked at uh, people sharing celebrities who disappeared just kind of into the mist. They were as big as you could be. And then whatever happened to them? Here are a few. And you may know, you may know what they're doing now or you may not. Let's start with. Misha Barton, she was on the OC in the Mm. double aughts and then kind of nothing. She was a big deal back then. That show was a big deal. She's had a lot of issues with her mental health though. Oh, she has? Yeah, she, she's had a time of it for sure. Yeah, for sure. Judge Reinhold, he was pretty much in everything at one time. You just, you couldn't go to a movie he wasn't in. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, he was... He was fantastic in that and, and many others. When was the last time you saw him anywhere? Beverly Hills Cop, he was in those. Yeah. I can't even think the last time I saw him. You know, uh, you just you, you you just say, maybe he just had enough because that is a tough business. Hey, I got my money. I don't need this. I'm moving to Northern California or whatever. Here's one that came out of the blue for me. Enya. She made a fortune. And evidently now lives in a castle somewhere, probably in Europe somewhere, which is perfect for her. But that that music was so mysterious and iconic. You couldn't get away from it. It was in clubs. It was on the radio. And when was the last time you heard her? Um, Eric Per Sullivan, also known as Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, the quirky kid who, who was just so lovable. Oh yeah, that. yeah, I know the one you mean. You know the you know the kid? Yeah, he was he was terrific. Mina Savara. She was in American Pie, she was in American Beauty. Um the American the Teenage Dirtbag music video. I mean, she she really was a rising star. I don't recall last time I've seen her in much of anything. I think that she also went through some stuff kind of in the Me Too I'm trying to remember. I read something about. I think you're right. Yeah. About her not long ago. I mean, some of these people, 
like Anya doesn't Anya Anya doesn't need to like make records because you know she's made a ton of music. Um, right. But some of these people have disappeared because like terrible things happened, and they mm. they just like fame fame is brutal. I don't know why people chase it. It's brutal. Well, that brings us to Richard Simmons. I mean, you see little things about Richard Simmons here and there, but it's never um, complete. It's never definitive. Is Richard okay? Is somebody uh, controlling Richard? Then Richard pops up. I'm just fine. His friends say he's just fine. Then you get, I don't, I don't think we really know. But of course, he was ubiquitous on those uh, afternoon talk shows. He was everywhere for years. Julia Stiles did all those movies in the mid-2000s and then gone. I loved her too. I don't know yeah. what she's, I think she's still acting maybe, but not in like the big mainstream stuff that she yeah. was doing. Yeah. Here's somebody else you loved. Godier. That one song. Now you're somebody that I used to know. It was so haunting. I know you love that song. I love that song. Almost everybody loved that song. Prince loved that song. Prince said, I wish I'd written that song. It was everywhere. There was, there was never a song like that song. It was so spooky sounding. And uh, I haven't heard anything, Godier. Uh, Lili Sablinski, popular again in the 90s and the early 2000s. She quit. She quit? She quit. She quit acting. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I that do. I, I know. I read a thing about that. And she just was like, uh, I've, I'm, I've had enough. I've had enough. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Did he get in some trouble? I don't know that he was on um, uh, uh, Home Improvement. Yeah. 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 Uh, Josh Harnett. He was one of the handsome go-to guys. He turned down some really big movies. Really? And his Yeah. He turned down some big movies. I Uh just read about him trying to remember which one it was. I think he turned like he had a chance to audition for Titanic, I think, and turned down the Leonardo DiCaprio part. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his reasons for were, but yeah. he he was one of those people that didn't really love the experience of being famous. Yeah, and th- and th- there are people like that. I, they I just, just don't like the idea of it. I just read that Judge Reinhold is going to reprise his role uh, for the upcoming Beverly Hills Cop movie. Oh, that is that was, right? Yeah, apparently, this past fall, he agreed to do it. So that is coming up, and he's. I look, he's done stuff. It's just not a lot of stuff that you knew, you know. Yeah, yeah. The band called Fun. Number one song. Number one song. Well, what happened? The guitar player, Jack Antonoff, is one of the most in-demand producers right now. So the band Fun takes second place. Sean William Scott. The ultimate dude. (laughs) The ultimate dude. And he's never really broke out from that character, did he? Jason Lee from My Name is Earl. Oh, I, I just think it's fantastic. I thought that TV show was, it was so different, so quirky, so, you know, peculiar so, in a way. So I read something just recently, because you know I'm like truly and deeply obsessed with Scientology. I listened to all the podcasts and everything. Jason Lee is a Scientologist, and is I read he? something. Yeah, I read something recently that eh, there the Scientology thing is part of the reason why you haven't seen Jason Lee. Oh, uh, okay. 
Meg Ryan. She was with John Mellencamp for quite a while, right? Don't think they're together. We have to break. All right. So there's just a few. We'll end with this one. Lou Bega. You know, Mambo number five and then Lou's gone. Come back, Lou. How about Mambo number six? This is Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Marcus, your life sounds so exciting. Tell everybody what you got going on up there in Maine. Well, I got 10 cats, three dogs, and a wife that all got cabin fever. Mm. My wife, I met her in Florida 15 years ago and dragged her up here. She told me the other day she's going to go out and get a for sale by owner sign, put it out in the front yard. She's had enough. But, what are you going to do, Marcus? Maine is a beautiful place. It's your I'll home. I'll ride the it's winter out. It's your home, my friend. It's your home. What are you going to do? Are you going to move back to Florida with her? Oh, eventually. I'm going to have to, I guess. But What, well, what you, town you are you in? You brought a Florida woman uh, up I'm to I'm right Maine. outside of Bangor. Right outside of Bangor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, do, do you live in the country or what? Yeah, I do. Is, yeah. It's what kind? I mean, on, a, on a, like a little mini farm or something? Well, I work on a farm. I'm a dairy farmer. You're a dairy farmer. Okay. And, yeah. and she's from Florida. Right, right. You know, I mean, I work out in this weather all day long and come yeah. home, and then I get yeah. snide remarks like, gee, sure it was cold out there today when you wish you were in Florida. And, you know, of course, I froze my you-know-what's off for the day, and I told her, no, everything's fine, hon. Everything's great. Well, at least you have those ten cats and three dogs in the house. Run through all the names for us, Cats yes. driving me crazy, man. They're ten cats in bed at night. You can't leave them out at 30 below wind chill. You have ten cats... In your bed? In your bed at night? Yeah, that and the three dogs, and oh, it's crazy. You have three dogs? on my feet, the cats are licking on my face, they're fighting with each other in the middle of the night. I'm only getting like four hours sleep, guys, it's killing me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got to drink eight, nine beers so that I don't wake up through the night to get six hours sleep, you know? That's a good plan. (laughs) What town was your wife from in uh, Florida? Daytona. Oh yeah, what's the what's the weather in Daytona right now? I think right today it's like sixty five. It's going to get up to seventy. Sunny, you know, of course. Can you see your neighbor's house from your house? No, no. And so she's there. Is she there all day long with the cats and dogs? Uh, most of the time, she works like thirty five hours a week. So yeah, the majority of the time she's home with them. So you really are in bed every night with your wife, ten cats, and three dogs. Yes, I am. Uh, what? Yeah. Tell me, you have a king size bed at least? Yeah, I had to go out and buy. You know, as the as the family pets grew there, that I had to go out and buy a super king. So, um, but the cats are indoor outdoor in the summer. They're normally always outside. But what are the cats' um, names in the winter time? But they're they're going nuts because they're they want to be out, but it's too cold for them. So they're climbing on the bureaus. <laughs> they're knocking stuff over in the middle of the night. It's just crazy. They're fighting with the dogs. It's, I can't get any sleep. What would stop. what would happen if y'all, names, you know, like you I, I, I'm going to get him to do that. What would happen if y'all closed the bedroom door and didn't let them in? Would they just paw at the door all night? Oh, they yeah, they would just constantly whine. You'd have, I'd have to get some earplugs or turn the radio up or something. So real quick, um, you got 13 of them in your bed with you. Um, starting yep. with your wife's name, run down the names of everything that sleeps in your bed. Uh, okay, my wife is Jody. Um, my pug is Pumpkinhead. Um, one of my beagles is Daisy Dog. My other beagle is Yon Yon's. Now, I'll see if I can get these cats right. Um, Take I got Runt Runt, 
Um, I got Bob. I got George. I got Sissy. Um, I got Mittens. I got Little Buddy. I got Little Guy. I'm missing some, aren't I? Three. Keeping count? Three, yeah. Um, You're doing so good. Man, I am so impressed. I got Baby. Yeah. Um, Two to go with no sleep. You can do it. Rocky. One more. Ah, damn. Come on. I got it. Um, Snowball. Yes! 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 (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Marcus. You are an amazing man. That's the main spirit right there, Marcus. Marcus, I don't mean to pry, and this is the kind of question that usually Bob would ask, but I'm wondering about how you achieve intimacy. That has got to be one crowded space. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know if I want to go there, but... um, Cats go outside, and the dogs just watch. We'll leave it at that. All right. That's a visual <laughs> that will stick with us all day long. I, don't, I, won't, I won't say the dogs participate. I'm just going to say they watch. Way to you have standards. Marcus, you have something in common with Bob's wife. Yeah. She has Pumpkinhead and Bob in bed, too. Now it's the same person for her. Ha, ha. Wow. Can we all hope that things are going to be better and it'll be an early spring for Marcus and his wife? Oh, we can hope, but we we ought not expect. Lord. (laughs) Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Jerry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe dream charters, a round of golf at Amelia Island River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're an active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominated veteran or yourself today at bobandsherry.com and hit the contest tab. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Happy hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. So you hear about the kookiness of royals and immediately what comes to mind? Buckingham Palace. But of course, there are royals all over the world, right? Especially in Europe. And when I read that Norway's Princess Martha Louise relinquished all of her royal duties to focus on her new friend and fiancé, a self-styled shaman, (laughs) I had to know about that. And the first thing that I did, I kind of knew what a shaman was, you know, but there are different types of shaman. There's that kooky guy with the horns, you know, at the capital. He said he was a shaman. But the actual uh, definition is shaman, a person regarded as having access to and influence in the world of good and evil spirits, especially Mm -hmm. among some people of Northern Asia and North America. Typically, such people enter a trance state during a ritual and it can lead to healing. Wow, that's a lot of power the old shaman has. So anyway, back to Martha Louise. She's going to keep her title, but she's surrendering all of her duties to, quote, create a clearer dividing line 
between her private and royal roles. Her fiance is Durek Verrett, and he has promoted unfounded medical practices, including suggesting that cancer is a choice. He also claims to have influenced Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm sure she's thrilled. Princess uh, Martha Louise is uh, relinquishing her patronage role as she and Mr. Varet seek to distinguish more clearly between their activities and the Royal House of Norway. Here's what King Harold V, her father, said. She has performed her duties with warmth and care and deep commitment. And as far as the shaman goes, King Harold said, he, quote, he's a great guy and very funny to be with, unquote. He's got a lot of humor. We laugh a lot, even in this difficult time. I think we both have gained a greater understanding of what this is about, and we have agreed to disagree. The king told that to Norwegian reporters. That's the biggest dodge I've ever seen of what he thinks of another human being. Are you kidding me? Um, let's let's see what else we she, have here. Because I've been following this story for a bit. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I'm, here's what I'm wondering. If she was told, look, you can choose this life or that life, but you can't have both. And she chose right. love because she loves the shaman. Do you know what the shaman said he also did? The shaman said he is an African-American who describes himself as a, quote, sixth generation shaman. Sixth generation shaman. And he claims to have risen from the dead and to have predicted the 9-11 attacks in the United States two years before it took place. Uh, He also has compared himself to Albert Einstein and Thomas Edison. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the man. Uh, I don't know. And he's a sixth generation shaman. So clearly there's something running in the family. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if she, if she chose to give up the Royal life for love, I hope that they, and I hope they stay very happy. The former I, prime a, minister, Erna almost, Sol- I'll be honest, Bob, you, if I'm a princess yeah. And I'm going to give that up for you. You better damn well have magic. You better be a shaman. That's what I was thinking. Uh, he's been described as very strange by the former prime minister saying that I think he's a charlatan, a con man, and a conspiracy theorist. Theorist. I'm with you. If I got a royal title, Norway's supposed to be one of the happiest places in the world. I'm keeping the title unless shaman can... Show me how you came from the dead, Shaman. How'd that work out? Where were you? Was anybody around? Yeah, I just, I'm going to need you to be capable of actual legit magic. Exactly. And exactly. he is a sixth generation Shaman, so right. maybe. That's right. Yeah. It's Bob so anyway. and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.